Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for a Torah number 920. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis, Favel Yitzchak, Ben Aftali David, Zechonu Levracha. May his neshama have an aliyah with the Torah that we learned today. So it's been a while since uh, we have had a 10, Take 10 for Torah podcast. That's completely my fault. Uh, it's good to hear and that uh, people have been asking for it, and it's good to know that people have not forgotten us. But we are back, and we would have been back despite what's going on in Israel, but uh, with what's going on in Israel, I just want to share a couple of ideas, and hopefully we'll be able to get a little bit more in sequence, day-to-day with brand new content, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so what I wanted to discuss is a few psukim that are found in Parshas Bahaloscha. Parshas Bahaloscha describes the Jews camping in the desert. So they leave from the subjugation in Egypt, and they are now in the desert, and they have to figure out how to manage everything. And so in Parshas Baloscha, we describe the camp, and the camp, uh, and how they journeyed, and how they traveled, and how they had shelter from the from the fire at night, and from the, the clouds in the morning, and that's pretty much how it goes. But the Torah then describes another element, that before they would travel, not only would they see that the clouds would start going, but they would wait for an announcement. That announcement would take the form of a chatzotzros horn, a horn which was built for this purpose. They had to be hammered um, silver, and these horns would notify them when they were to move and when they were to travel. These horns had other missions as well. Not only was it about traveling, it was also about convening everybody together at the Oal Moed, at the Mishkan. It was also about getting the leaders together. There would be different sounds that would indicate the different needs of the moment, and of course, also the travel. But then the Pesukim described two other reasons for having the horns. On the mixed, on the fixed festivals, on the new moons, the Rosh Chodesh, the Rosh Chodesh, you're going to also have these things blow, and you're going to notify everybody it's the holiday. Great. And now the interesting thing is, there's one thing I skipped. The when you're at war at, in on the land. In your land, al against an aggressor that attacks you, you're gonna short, you're gonna do a, like a true, a short blast with these chatzotros, and then when you do this sort of this blow of the horn, at that point you're going to be saved. God will remember you, etc. Now it's a very interesting uh, command, uh, all of the multifunction tool of the Chatzotzros, and the question is, what's the goal of the Chatzotzros? Particularly because in the desert, it was very obvious what the goal was. They didn't have a PA system, there's no way for people to know what exactly was required of them in the moment, and so they had a different code and a different sound system for the different instructions that they might require. But moving on past the desert, so, okay, the holidays were one element, and the holidays were important because, you know, if people, this is maybe an element of celebration, and and uh, let everybody know they have to bring their carbonos, but what would be the goal of crying out in the context of crisis, when there's an enemy? So maybe it's about a siren, maybe it's about running away, maybe it's about seeking shelter, as unfortunately we know so many Jews are doing right now, as we speak, as you hear, uh, people who are running away from air raid sirens, uh, or, or the, the version, the modern version of the old air raid sirens. So what is the goal of this? The Rambam says that's not the goal at all. The Rambam says in his first chapter of the laws of fast days, fast days again, also a response to crisis. Mitzvah says, he writes, 
It's a positive Torah commandment to cry out, to sound trumpets for anything, any state of difficulty that happens. Quoting the Pasuk that I just quoted from Pashas Palos Chaperag Yud. Anything that afflicts you, different things, and enemies, or, or even things like, uh, I don't know, like famine, plague, locusts, all of those, similarly, doesn't have to be a physical enemy, a human enemy, it could be any sort of crisis. You have to sound these trumpets. Okay, now why do you have to sound the trumpets is the question we need to answer. The Rambam says, The goal of sounding the trumpets is tshuva. We're supposed to figure out somehow that in these difficult times when we are alerted and awakened to the fact that there's something, we're hearing this sound, we might know intellectually, we might see it on the news, but we listen to the chatzotzeros to realize that we are involved. Not only that we are involved in the suffering, that seems pretty obvious. We are involved in perhaps doing something which caused us to be in the position that we're in. And therefore, he writes, But if you don't cry out, and you're not going to try to be introspective and wonder how we can improve, what we could do better, where we could step up our behavior, our care, our concern, our empathy towards others. You don't actively blow. You you watch it happen, and it sort of washes over you. All the negativity. It just it's just another day. Just another day. Nothing really. Nothing to see here. And you just say it's just what happens. Happens. Says the Rambam. It's a very evil, it's unfortunate, it's a cruel way to look at bad things happening. Now the word cruel is so powerful because it's not just that you're ignoring what's hitting you in the face, but it's cruel in that you're not acknowledging and taking seriously the pain that's happening to others. Because if you would, you'd realize that we should be hearing this clarion call, we should be hearing the siren of the Chatzotzros, and we should be doing something about it. We should be improving ourselves so that the others who are suffering should be able to, in some way, be redeemed somewhat. Okay, and he goes on, he says that's the important element of the Chatzotzros. Then he says that we do fasting nowadays, so from the Hisanos, I'll call We fast, and that's a mode which was discussed in the Gemara Tainus, which specifically would be a method they would use in a scenario of not, no rain. Okay, so that's very well known that they would fast. So forgetting about the fast for a moment, let's think about these Chatzotzros. So we find two times when we have these, these Chatzotzros blowing their sound. One in a case of crisis, one in a case of holiday. It seems so opposite, it seems so terribly different. And yet, as is well known, the Rambam in his Sefer HaMitzvos lists them as only one command, right? They're only one command, to blow them in the times of joy and the times of sorrow and the times of suffering. What's really interesting is the simple question is, why haven't you heard Chatosros? Now would be a particularly good time to blow the chatzotzros. There have been all sorts of terrible things that have happened to the Jewish people over the course of years of varying degrees. Why don't we ever hear chatzotzros? So the Magad of Ram asks this question, and one of the answers that's given by Rav Moshe Feinstein, he says they're actually tied to each other. That the chatzotzros that you would have to do the holidays in the Beis HaMikdash would be the same chatzotzros, the same horn that you would have to be able to announce a crisis. Because we don't have the one in the Beis HaMikdash, because we don't have the ones that are done for the Karbanos, 
we don't have the horn, therefore, which we are able to blow in the time of crisis. That one mitzvah is actually just manifesting in two different ways. What's fascinating about this is that we all heard about this here in America and even in Israel on a day of great celebration. It was actually a day on which perhaps they would have blown one of these chatzotros, and this chatzotros, the, these horns, would have been blown twice on a day, twice on a day, because of a terrible crisis, while at the same time, terrible or incredible joy. How do we balance that? How do we balance those two things? That was the challenge that we had on Simchas Torah. But that balance has to do with a feeling, a sensation of presence of God, and then the sense of disappointment and absence when we think that things are not happening. But it's the same tool, it's the same chatzotzros that remind us that the God who is with us in our moments of joy, in our moments of, of festivity, when we are all together in the Beis HaMikdash and seeing things go well, it's the same God and the same peoplehood and all of the same sensations that we should feel in the sense of crisis. It's not a different and drastically different origination of all of these things, but is a very different experience. The Chatzotzeros ties them together. Because they are together, we are forced to understand, to consider, and to think about why it is that we got to where we are, and how close we are to just turning it into something of Simcha. We can do that, we just need to be introspective, as the Rambam says, and heaven forfend, not to be cruel enough to allow such events to occur, and for us to not react properly to them. The chatzotzros are blowing, whether we hear them or not, and we have to make sure that the sound is audible and causes our behavior to change in some way, so that we may hear those shofros, those chatzotzros, yet again, in the context of simcha, not in the context of suffering. Have a great day.